wow, you're still here? Okay, just kidding. But seriously, thank you for hearing my story last week and still choosing to come back for more. When I first confessed my affair and then some friends began finding out, I remember feeling like the character in the book, The Scarlet Letter. I was so afraid of living under constant judgment. But you know what? By God's grace, that has not been the case at all. I never dreamed I'd be in this position of sharing my mess, but God is using it for his rescue message. And some of you even told me that was the most helpful episode to date. So please keep that coming. What else would benefit you and where you are right now? My only purpose here is to serve you and love on you. So without your stories and questions, there wouldn't even be a show. So let's connect. Now, one thing that I learned from my coach early on in my journey of healing was that being decisive helps expedite your healing process. I'm not saying you're going to be done in a day, but making decisions can help things move along more quickly. Make the decision. Choose your choice and start walking in that. The worst thing that you can do is sit in indecision and waiting and just sit on the fence and while time passes. So let's talk today about what decisions you need to make and what else is impacted by your choices. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. We were just talking about connecting and I so wish I could take you out for coffee, give you a hug, cry with you, and walk through your journey with you. And the cool thing about podcasting is maybe that's actually true. Maybe you are drinking your coffee right now. And maybe there are episodes that make you tear up. And maybe you do feel like I'm part of your journey. But I would love to know that. So I invite you to check out our community over on Facebook. It's growing. We're building connections. We're praying for each other. And that's the only place that you can connect with me right now. You can catch me live, message me privately. And more importantly, you can know that you are not alone in your story. You are loved, you are seen, and your story is valuable. So let's get some coffee sometime. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash intimacy after infidelity. I will have that linked in the show notes, but again, facebook.com slash groups slash intimacy after infidelity. Now, one of the best things that you can do in your healing journey is to make decisions 
that will lead to your healing and rebuilding your marriage. These choices don't happen by accident and you need to be intentional. And like I said earlier, each choice has other implications. It's kind of like a domino effect or it's like peeling back the layers of the onion. You choose one thing, but there are so many results that follow. Um, The dominoes fall. You know, there are so many implications of your choice. And because you're listening to this podcast, I can assume that you have seen the implications of negative choices, of wrong choices. So today, I'm going to talk about two crucial non-negotiable choices that you have to make and then what that means for you today. What are some practical things that are happening today because you want to rebuild your life. You want to rebuild your marriage. So what are some of the choices that you need to make as a result? Okay, number one, the first choice that I believe you absolutely have to choose is God. And because you choose God, you are also choosing, now here are kind of all the layers of the onion. So because you choose God, you are choosing to spend time in scripture. You are choosing to get super vulnerable in prayer. Not just the good girl, pretty church prayers, but you are choosing to get raw and honest and more emotional in your prayer life than you ever have before. So you're choosing to dig down deep, studying scripture and in your prayer. Another thing, because you are choosing God, you're choosing to be open to study the Bible and learn new things. I'm going to save this for another episode in the future, but I was remembering today how in the past I would study the Bible and it was like I had this roadblock of thinking, but that verse is for those people back then. Or, well, this doesn't apply to me because... And I just had so many roadblocks of why verses and promises didn't apply to me. But boy, was I wrong. I chose to be open to learning new things and to studying God's word in a way I never had before. And it was transformational. So choose to be open. Another one you are choosing to expect God to speak and show up. Not just, oh, if God feels like it, but no, you you are expecting God to show up and to move in your life. And so you approach your relationship with him in such a different way. Because you are choosing God, you will not let apathy creep in. If you start to notice a dry season or a quiet season, you're aware of that and you are still being consistent in your habits and you're choosing to grow, you will not stay apathetic or in a dry season forever. But also with the seasons, because you're choosing God, you're choosing to let him be in control of your seasons. Will there be a time where, like the psalmist talks about, you have to let God hide you under the shadow of his wings? Maybe it's a hiding season, or maybe it's a growing season, or a changing season, or a fruit and harvest season. So are you choosing to let God be in control of your seasons 
and you're not going to fight him on it. Okay, and last one here. If you are choosing God, then you are also choosing to find a Christian community to support you. You are not on an island. You are not meant to live life alone. So if that's a church group, a church small group, uh, one or two Christian accountability partners, but do you have someone else from the Christian community that can support you in your journey? All right. See, well, see what I mean? All of those things come from your choice of choosing God. So make the decision and run with it. Okay, second choice. You can probably guess what it is. The second thing you absolutely have to do in this season is to choose your marriage. And with that, choose your husband. Now, by saying this commitment, I am choosing my marriage and my husband, here's what that means. You are choosing to keep people blocked on social media. And you will never, ever, 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 ever hit that unblock button again. So certain people are just blocked on social media. And if that's too much, I don't know, maybe you consider deactivating some of your social media accounts, you know, or closing one. And if you really feel like you need to be on there, create a new account, whatever that means in your situation. But because you're choosing your marriage, you might need to make choices with social media. Okay, something similar to that. You are choosing to block phone numbers. Now, maybe like part of my story, I had a fear of, well, if I block this phone number, what if I get a message from a different phone number? You know what? That it's the daily choice you make. I don't care if you have to block a hundred phone numbers. It's the choice you make because you are fighting for your marriage now. So are there phone numbers that need blocked and never talked about again? Okay, next one. Um, Sorry, I was also thinking (laughs) blocking phone numbers and deleting conversations. That's just another FYI. Delete the conversation and block the phone number. All traces of the past are gone. They are just gone. Okay, the next one. You are choosing to take care of yourself physically. Your body plays a significant role in your marriage. And I'm not just talking about like your weight or your body image. I'm talking about things on the inside like your gut, your hormones, how they affect your mood. Um, Are you getting sleep at night? Are you only eating junk food or are you nourishing your body? So lots of different ways that your physical body affects your marriage. Okay, also spiritually. Are you taking care of yourself spiritually like we just talked about? Because you need to be at your best for your marriage and your spouse. The next one, are you taking care of yourself emotionally? Are you aware of what your needs are and are they getting met? Again, that will play a role in your marriage. So if you are choosing your marriage, you're choosing to take care of yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally. For me personally, because I was choosing my marriage, I still choose um, counseling or coaching every three to four weeks. There is a reason that Christian counselors and Christian coaches, they are professional. They know their craft. They have studied. They are certified. 
They know what they're talking about. And so they are a safe place that you can go talk and, you know, open up your story and figure out what's going on and what the next steps are. But I was choosing to open myself up to that professional help every month, at least once a month or so, um, depending on, on what was going on. Okay, because I'm choosing my marriage, I was choosing to be radically honest. And there's an episode I did about this before, but when you choose to be radically honest with your spouse, you are honest about your location, you're honest about your time and your calendar, um, your phone and your conversations, your emotions. So because I'm choosing my husband, I'm choosing to be radically honest in all the different ways. Another thing, because I'm choosing my marriage, I am choosing to spend money on dates, on babysitting, on family activities. If I want to invest in my marriage and my family, yes, I'm investing time and I'm also willing to invest money. All right, I am also willing to put my work and my phone away in the evenings. I love you all, but I will answer your messages in the morning. If I'm going to prioritize my husband, that means that he gets my full attention. I was even listening to another podcast this morning, and their whole thing was put your phone down. So many marriages would be transformed if you put your phone down and had your full attention on whatever it was that you were doing, especially with your family. Okay, a couple more. Um, I choose to avoid certain locations in my neighborhood that are triggering. I know that if I drive to a certain part of the neighborhood, it is not good for my head and my heart. And so I choose to avoid those areas. Can I drive around a different way? Can I take a detour? But I choose to do that to protect myself and my marriage. Okay, another one. Do you choose to think about your husband during the day and even anticipate him coming home? Do you have anticipation to see him again soon? And finally, when you choose your husband, you are choosing to pray for him and to pray for your marriage and about your weak spots. Prayer changes things. Prayer moves the heart of God. And so if you are choosing to fight for your marriage, you are also signing up to pray for yourself and for your spouse and for your marriage and your family that God would be there and be growing and be active and be speaking, all of those things. God wants to bless you. You just need to ask him. So do you see what I mean? When I encourage you to choose Jesus or choose your marriage, There is so much more to it. One other thought before I close. These are your choices. You have to own them. Notice, I didn't say that your spouse has to agree. And I didn't say that your spouse also has to make these choices. You have to stay in your own circle. Draw a circle around yourself and work on everyone inside of that circle. You have to make the choice and you have to own it, no matter what your spouse does or doesn't do. So is there a choice that you need to make? 
I would love it if you would come share it inside the Facebook group. What choice do you need to be more aware of? Do you need some accountability with it? Uh, Whatever that is, I'd love to be cheering you on and, and to be praying for you. I am praying for you. I would just love to put a name and a story with that prayer. So may the Lord bless you today as you are thinking through your choices. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you, and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.